creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQAL FM on the campus of Winona State University. Few can remember a time without the internet. Many of you are listening to this right now at our website, kqal.org. However, the internet is a lot like an unexplored land, with all of us exploring and creating foundations and colonies in the form of websites, chat rooms, and more. Much like an unexplored land, however, you can come across several dangers in the ethereal world of the internet. On today's Culture Click, we talk with Allison Fay and Leo Lemire about some of the many dangers and tips in navigating the virtual playground. I walked into Winona Senior High. The halls were empty and silent, with the only sound being the many students outside who were eager to return home after a long day within the walls of academia. I made my way up the stairs into a small room, similar to a library. After a while, two women walked in. They were Allison Fay and Leo Lemire, ready to share the message they had. Shortly after their arrival, more people showed. A myriad of individuals mingled as the presentation was being prepared. People from several backgrounds all brought together by an overwhelming concern for the youth in an ever-expanding world called the Internet. Some may be parents, others teachers, or maybe just concerned members of the community. The presentation was packed with charts, statistics, and information about the Internet's impact on youth and the risk it shows. The crowd did not hesitate to show their approval by the end. presentation was really great. I think it was a really valuable thing to have brought to the school. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, really interesting and educational. Afterwards, Allison and Leo sat for an interview. All right, well, I want to thank you for taking part in this interview. Um, can I get your names? Sure. My name is Allison Fay, and I serve as the director of Jacob Wetterling Resource Center, one of the programs of Zero Abuse Project. The Zero Abuse Project is an organization committed to transforming institutions in order to effectively prevent, recognize, and respond to child sexual abuses. And I'm Lael Lemire. I serve as the site director for Hope Harbor, a nonprofit that works with at-risk youth in Winona. Hope Harbor is a Christian organization that work with at-risk youth ages 12 to 17 on mental health, abuse, and other problems facing the age group. I saw your voice kind of shake during this presentation. You obviously have a very emotional connection to this issue that's presented. Yeah, I work with families where they have a loved one who's gone missing. And so we always want to try to get ahead of that problem. And a lot of the cases deal with the Internet. So the more that I can equip families before we're dealing with the worst case scenario, the better. Many consider abduction to be the worst case scenario. However, that was not actually the issue addressed in the presentation. And Allison explains why. Abductions are very, very rare. Um, we have about 100 to 300 of those in the United States every year. What we see far more is where people online are seducing kids or asking kids to send them things, pictures, things like that, that then put kids in way over their head very quickly. So we want to equip parents to get ahead of these crimes against children. Well, what would you say is the first step? What should parents know firsthand off the bat? Yeah, talk to your kids. Engage with your kids. Do a lot of what-if skill building. What if this happens? What if that happens? Um, don't put off conversations that can help keep them safe. All right. In your presentation, you mentioned the three kinds of families. Uh, can you go into detail of what that is? Yeah. Barbara Caloroso, in her research, she talks about... Barbara Caloroso is an internationally recognized speaker and author in the areas of parenting, teaching, school discipline, nonviolent conflict resolution, reconciliatory justice, and grieving. Her best-selling books include Kids Are Worth It, Parenting Through Crisis, and The Bully, The Bullied, and The Bystander. 
She talks about thinking about families in three different ways. Families that are like a jellyfish, where like anything goes, do whatever you want. Um, families that are brick walled, it's like we don't show emotion, we don't show feeling. And then that middle group, what we're aiming for is a backbone family, a family that has structure, has expectations, but also has a lot of flexibility and asks for help when, think, when they get in over their head. And so sometimes this is a lot for parents to navigate. This is a, a, a difficult age. This is a difficult topic. And so just trying to boil it down to that idea of being a backbone for your kid um, can be a really helpful image for parents to hold on to. All right. And I noticed there was a quote that you said during your presentation. You say, I never want to blame the young people for the culture we created. And I found that to be a really interesting uh, quote. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I feel like as a culture, we vilify teens a lot. We get them in trouble for stuff that we've done as adults. Uh, a really prominent example of that was uh, like 10 years ago or a long time ago, Abercrombie and Fitch released um, thong underwear for 11-year-olds. And the thong underwear said, wink, wink, and eye candy on it. And parents freaked out and got upset, and it was pulled from the shelves. And it was this big thing in the media and, and what have you. And I think that was just an example of it's not kids saying sell us thong underwear. It's not kids saying we haven't got this product yet. It's adults sitting around a table saying what haven't we sold to kids? How can we push the envelope? And I think the same things that we get frustrated at teenagers for, like spending a lot of time on their phone, um, you know, not getting enough sleep, stuff like that, are things that we as adults do every single day of our lives. So I think we just need to be really careful that we look at this collaboratively and not vilifying teenagers who are existing in this culture that we have created for them. All right. Um, when it comes to the risk that comes to teenagers, uh, what would you say is the largest risk group or wh which group has the largest risk? It depends on what kind of case. Uh, we see young men being really targeted in our sextortion kinds of cases where they send a sexual picture um, and somebody then extorts them for that. We see a lot of our LGBTQIA plus dealing with sextortion as well. Um, a lot of our young girls are being targeted by folks trying to meet them in, in person. So it's it. What the big the big message here is that all genders are impacted um, by this kind of sexual violence, and all genders can be the one causing the harm. And so we want to have everyone know that there's a place at the table for them for prevention, and that if something like this has happened to you, you're not alone, and there are places that want to be helpful. Right, and you, um, it's safe to say that this is not just kids who go through this, right? Um, this can also happen to any age group. However, with kids. Uh, you mentioned how they are more vulnerable. Um, why are they more vulnerable to these uh, crimes? Yeah, I think that's like an hour-long conversation. Um, but 11 to 17-year-olds are the age that are most often victimized in online crimes. And you think about access, you think about the psychology of young people, um, puberty, like all the different things working that, that make those years so much fun and make those years such a challenge can also be used against them online. And so knowing that some parents feel like, oh, my kid's 11, I can stop talking about internet safety. And it's actually flipping the script to saying, my kid's 11, I need to amp up these conversations now. Where would parents find that healthy ground, like where they, sh they obviously show concern for their kids, they want their kids to be safe. Uh, where is that middle ground where it's like they're not overbearing, but they're also not just as you say, being the jellyfish parent, where they're just letting them out and doing whatever and putting them into these risky situations. I think you, as a parent, use a lot of humor, you use a lot of humility, um, and you learn from your young person. You can say, it's really important for me that you stay safe online. There's a lot that I don't know, but this is what I do know. Let's have some what-ifs around this. What if this happened? What if that happened? And to be collaborative, not 
um, like the alpha parent of like, I have this all figured out, here's what we're going to do. But to go to young people with uh, knowing that we ourselves are human and saying, listen, I'm trying to parent you in 2022. There's a lot of things that we're we need to figure out together. Let's have a conversation. I want you to understand the why of why I believe the things that I do so that we can build what looks safe together. Okay. Well, what makes you think stops kids mostly from getting to talking to their parents about this? What, what prevents them? Um, shame, feeling like they did something wrong, feeling like it's their fault, um, kids being worried that their phone will be taken away, kids being worried that they just don't know what's going to happen. And that's why this, the conversations beforehand can be super helpful um, in giving kids sort of a roadmap of this is what would happen, um, this is how my parents would handle it, and I don't have to be the first one to bring it up. Right. And in regards to like um, not being the first one to bring it up and stuff like that. You brought up how you hated the, or you dislike, excuse me, hates a strong way to say, it. you dislike the quote, hurt people, hurt people. Um, and you said that it's more accurate to say people who are healed are going to heal other people. Uh, can you go into detail about that? Yeah, I was at a junior high once and I was talking about building an online footprint and I had a 14 year old girl raise her hand. She said, I've already sent out sexual pictures of myself. Am I now done forever? And I don't want a 14-year-old to feel like that they're done forever. I don't, that's not helpful to anyone. And so the idea of people saying like, oh, I've made a mistake online, I'm done, or this is over, I, you know, or I'm going to be the one to cause harm now because I've been harmed. And I think we have to flip that and think about all the people out there who have been hurt, who've worked on their own healing, who are now some of our best healers out there. Some of the most strongest voices against cyberbullying are kids who are cyberbullied. Some of the strongest voices against family violence are kids who live through family violence. So I don't want anyone to think... I've had this in my trauma history, therefore I'm gonna go traumatize others. That's not what we see. What we see is people working on themselves, working on what's happening to them, and being a part of making the world better for the next generation to come. Well, there are several people listening, and I'm sure there's at least a few people out there who have been in a certain area where it was like, I've made these mistakes, and I don't know what to do now that I've done them. You address the part where it's like, well, you've been through this, you can help someone who's also been through it. What if they've never been through it? What, what if they've never really processed it themselves? That, you know, they've, you know, maybe they sent an inappropriate image or something like that, you know, trying to get that validation or that peer pressure, something like that, you know? And they're now at that point where it's like, I know this mistake is on me and I can't let go of it because I know that that part of me is out there that shouldn't be out there in the first place. Yeah, they're phenomenal organizations, you know, and, and we can talk, you know, Hope Harbor, who's sponsoring this, the, the service that they have for, for young people, um, looking to your local rape crisis center, even though people will say, well, it's not rape, but they, those folks have special training um, to talk and, and to build safety planning around this. Um, Thorn is a great online website. It's actually Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore's group that have done great research and have great services for youth around these areas. Um, Cyber Tip Line is another great website that folks can make reports if there's a problem, but just knowing you're not alone and that there are people out there who want to help you out. All right. Well, where would people go if they want to hear more about uh, your presentations and your lectures and what you are trying to share with people? Yeah, they could go to Zero Abuse Project, um, zeroabuseproject.org to support us, to support the work and get the word out. Yeah, and if you have more questions locally in the Winona area on how to navigate some of these topics, you can go to www.hopeharbormn.org. You've both given me a very good interview, um, and you've given what the uh, what our audience can do to contact you. Uh, what if you could say anything to these to a parent who's nervous about their kid or something like that? What would you say to them? 
Um, ask for help. There are people out there who want to be helpful. There are agencies that want to be helpful. No one has to do this alone. A lot of parents will call and they'll think that they're the only parent who's navigated this. Um, and they're sometimes relieved and then also shocked of how many parents are trying to navigate these situations with their kids. So just know that they're not alone, know that help is out there, and that we're all just trying to do the best we can for our kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I honestly don't think I could say it much better than that. It stole words right out of my mouth, so we're on the same page. We really appreciate this effort you all have been putting out, and we hope the best for you. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Allison Fay and Leo Lemire for agreeing to be on today's Culture Click. To find more of their work, go to www.zeroabuseproject.org and www.hopeharbormn.org. To keep up with all things Winona and the surrounding community, tune in to Culture Click Thursdays at 1230 right here at 89.5 KQAL. I'm Giovanni Bermudez. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQALFM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click.